But yeah, so good morning. I'm John Russell. Um, I am from Sebring via the Philippines, via um, Pennsylvania. So I'm really from nowhere, um, which is cool because I have the opportunity to really be able to say, or I think we all do, but I have, I have a special opportunity. I think, I think God really guided me towards the fact that we are not citizens of this earth or citizens of Martin or citizens of Florida or Alabama, but of citizens of heaven. Um, which is, which is a great, um, which is a great thing. And I really, I really like, um, the opportunity that we have to meet on a, um, Sunday morning and really look into his word and look into, um, what he has for us this morning. Um, whether that be with three people, five people, 3,000 people, it really doesn't matter to me. Um, if I'm going to be straight um, with you this morning, which I am. So I'm, so I'm John Russell, like I said. Um, I'm, I'm one of ten. Um, so that sets me up for a good opportunity to talk about retaliation. Um, because, remind you, I'm one of ten, and I have one sister. So there's nine of us boys. Um, so it sets me up, I feel like, pretty well to, to talk about um, retaliation. And I just want to, like jump back and tell a little bit of a story and I know I'm supposed to be on time but whatever um, <laughs> but at the beginning of the year um, we went through this in GCBI at, um, at the Bible school that, that Pastor Michael helped with and the, and the interesting thing is is that Michael actually actually taught through these two chapters um, Matthew 5 through 7 um, at, at the college that, that I went to um, so it was interesting as I continued to learn and read and go through it with um with y'all um via neighborhood church um Sebring and Ocala and Lakeland, but so, that, so that's an interesting part. Another interesting thing for me as a, as a memory I have distinctly as a child, um, and it really sets up this good um this this well this morning. But I remember as a child, me and my me and my older brother um, imagined this thing that we fought as kids. We fought um, quite a lot actually. Um, and he, and he walked into the room, said something, we had, we had friends over that day, and he said something to just, uh, something to, something that offended me, and I, I decided that he was in prime opportunity to, to hurl one right across his face. Um, and, and I think that sets up, that sets up very well this idea of, um, retaliation, and before we, before I continue this morning, I want to read the, I want to read the word, um, or in Matthew 5, 38 through 42 this morning. And it reads as follows. Um, You've heard it said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, do not resist an evil person. But if anyone, who's, anyone who slaps you on your right cheek, turn the other, turn to him, turn to him the other also. Um, verse 40 says, if anyone wants to sue you and take your shirt, let him take your coat also. Whoever forces you to go one mile, go with him too. Verse 42 reads, Give to him who, who asks who ask of you. Do not turn away him. Do not turn away from him who wants to borrow from you. Um, I think it's important that we pray. Um, prayer is important. And, and so I'm going to pray over this scripture, Lord. Lord, I thank you for this opportunity to uh, share with the group this morning. Um, Lord, I thank you for the church here in Ocala. Thank you for the, the body of believers that are gathered here this morning, Lord. I pray that you'd guide me and you'd speak through me, um, not myself. Um, Lord, I thank you for this opportunity. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So, so retaliation, 
I feel like is is a is a good thing, right? You know, you hit me, I hit you. Is is what we grew up with. Um, you as we go through the, you have heard it said, um, as Christ says in it, in his in his teaching on the Sermon on the Mount, he talks about. He goes through these, you have heard it said this, you have heard it said that. Um, and he goes into the tooth for a tooth. Um, and I think as we go through the tooth of a tooth, um, for a tooth for a tooth, um, you have, as he talks about this, an important thing to recognize in the, in the context of the Jewish, um, the Jewish world at the time, the tooth for a tooth claim was something that the that you read in the Old Testament in the Torah, um, the Jewish law, and it, and it's in Exodus chapter twenty-one, verse twenty-four. It says, "A tooth for a tooth, a hand for a hand, um, an eye for an eye, and a foot for a foot, um, burn for burn, wound for wound, bruise for bruise." And this wasn't. This was one of the things that, as you know, if you study Jesus's life, um, he's he oftentimes he'll be in a he'll be teaching, and then he'll jump. And he'll he'll hit right against the um, the Pharisees of the day. He'll and, and it'll be like a smash. And you think in the Jewish in the Jewish community, it makes it makes it a problem. It makes it problematic because they hit together, and the the, the um, Pharisees. Although today we kind of look at the Pharisees as as a bad people, these were people that like Jesus or the people of the day. You wanted your son to be a Pharisee because he knew the law, he obeyed the law, and he, and, he, and he lined up with the law. And so as Jesus smacks against these, as he goes to the, you have heard it said, these are, these are, direct, um, these are direct teachings through the Old Testament, um, which, um, which makes it important um, to, to learn the Old Testament to understand Jesus' teachings. But he, he uses this, and a key thing that the people got wrong in the day was they use the tooth for a tooth as a one-to-one ratio uh, from, a, from a personal standpoint, from me to you, not from the government to you. So this was, it was in a section of the law, and it mentions it three or four times in the law, but every, in, the, in, in Leviticus as well. But he talks about it, and every mention of the tooth for a tooth law, um, or, or a one-for-one law, um, it's, in, it's in reference to the... Um, the church, I mean, from the government down. So if you if you commit a crime, you will get um, you will get justice for that crime, not one for one. It's, it's less of a okay. My brother insulted me, so I'm going to hurl one across his face. It's more of a the law. There's certain you live under the law, and we understand that as Americans as well that we live under the law, and um, so therefore we we it's affected to the law, not just the people. Um, and the the law of, the law of retaliation is that of equal for the law, justice for the people, a group of people. The government is going to help you in that situation. Um, and before we go farther into this this morning, I really want to look at the context of the that this is that this is being taught to. And I'm sure Pastor Michael has done a great job of of, of teaching this. But this is to the this is to the um, this is to his disciples and. He, and you see that through verse 1, which we read in the scripture readings of chapter 5. Um, and it's to, the, and, and he says in, chapter, in verse 14 of chapter 5, that, um, that, we, that we are the city on a light, or a city on a hill, rather. Um, 
if I can find that verse. You are a city. You're the. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Um, nor do you put a basket on the top on the top of your lamp. Um, so he's talking to the people, and he's talking to the conduct of the of the light. So we are the we are the light. So how should the light of the world use call, live live our lives? You know, because Christ says those who believe are are His Son. But there's a, but there's a certain conduct that we that we have to live by. So what is the conduct um, overarching this morning as we continue through um, the series? Um, is what is the conduct? How should how should we be the light of the world? How should we be the light of the world when it comes to retaliation? Um, and to be clear, and I'm sure once again Pastor Michael has made this clear, but he has Jesus has no intention to tear of tearing down the law and the prophets. He doesn't, he doesn't ever say, it doesn't, it's not, you have heard it said this, but what I really, what, or he doesn't say, you have heard it said this. He's not then saying, but I say that that's wrong. He's saying, this is what I meant. This is the heart of what, of what my father gave to you in the, in the Mosaic law, in the, um, in the law of Moses. So as we, as we continue through the, have you heard it said, there, there comes up four circumstances. Um, four potential circumstances. Um, and verse 39 says, um, it says, if, let me find it once. One second here. I'm just going to use this Bible up here. Um, verse 39 says, the following, but I, but I say to you, do not resist an evil one. Um, but who, but who, if anyone slaps you on the right, on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. So this is a situation, um, lesser so, from my story as a child of me slapping my brother, but more of a, more of a, this was a conduct of, okay, so you're having a confrontation. And in, in the Jewish, in the Jewish world, if you slap somebody on the face, it was, it wasn't a thing that, um, it wasn't a thing necessarily that you were, you were gravely injured by. It was a disrespect thing. It was a, I'm taking, I'm, I no longer, it's a, it's a sign of disrespect is what I'm trying to get at. Um, when, and, and it was a show of force to that, if me, if I was above you, I would, I was slapping in the face to show you the fact that I'm above you and you can't, you can't really do much about the fact that I just, I just took, I just disrespected you. And I think we oftentimes will see this, um, in a, in a modern, in a modern day comparison of this is, um, so I, um, so you're driving to your, or you're, Checking out of Publix, right? And you're and you got in the line, and you're and you're good to go. And then some 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 jerk, right? They're jerks, especially if they cut you off. Um, and you're sitting there, and it's like, okay, I'm not gravely injured. I'm not gravely injured by the fact that he just took my space in line. But your ego, for sure, is right. Um, you no longer feel like you no longer feel like that person respects you because he just took your line, took your space in line. And that's and that's. That might seem petty and like, okay, whatever. But it does. It's like, it makes you upset. Um, and driving here yesterday, I had the same, same kind of thought process. I'm driving and I, and, and have you ever been, ever been driving down the road and you kind of make a pack with somebody, a non-verbal pack that you're driving together and then he, and then he just cuts you and then he just does something that you don't like and, and you just feel disrespected. Like that's that's the same kind of thing that he's trying to get at when it's like you're not gravely dangered endangered whenever somebody passes you going ten over. 
you, you think that it's a, you think it's a, it's a grave moral sin, but you know it, it doesn't. It, you aren't da- endangered, but you feel like you're being disrespected. Um, but what's Jesus say? He says, he says, turn the other cheek to him too, because, um, and this isn't this isn't necessarily a fact of like, okay, if somebody's gonna trying to attack you and actually commit um, commit violence against you, then um, it's not necessarily a thing of you don't have you don't need um, to defend yourself. I believe the Bible clearly um, shows that you shouldn't defend yourself. You should, especially as as men defend your families. Um, so I think that that's not necessarily what he's trying to get at, but he's, but what he's saying is if you're disrespected, you shouldn't be as concerned about that. Um, you should, it shouldn't be a thing of, um, it shouldn't be this big thing because our egos ought to be focused on Christ. Um, and then in verse 30, as we continue this morning, um, if anyone sues you to take your tunic, let him take your cloak also. So, just as a little bit of a context, typically in the um, typically in the Jewish communities, they would have, a person would have a, a have a tunic and then something underneath, um, and like a jacket um, and then a shirt underneath. So it'd be so if someone came for you and and decided that they had they wanted to sue you and take take your shirt, it's fine. But Jesus says, take give them your tunic too, or give them give them your undershirt too, like. That doesn't feel like what I want to do as a as a Christian believer or as a, as a as a person that you know because I work for that shit right I I work for that I work for that income um, why why do I have to give it to you why should I give it to you like this is my thing um, I think that lines up also a lot with the fact that like that Jesus that Jesus not only says okay so you're not you don't necessarily have to be this ego-driven person. Because if you get slapped, I'll be like, like to go back to the original one, if you get slapped, what do you want to do? You want to slap them right back, right? And and if someone takes your if someone if someone sues you or someone or you or someone gives you a fine or the government gives you a fine, you aren't gonna give them a tip, are you? Like no. Um but Jesus but Jesus says Jesus is more is um is more Focused on on you than is your physical um, than your physical being and your physical objects. Um, I think I think that's clear throughout this. But um, the last thing when we are attacked, the last thing we want to do is give people more. Whether it be emotionally attacked, whether it be um, disrespected, whether it be your clothing, you don't you don't really want to give back more. But Christ says. Then, then it's not as important as maybe we want, we want it to be. Um, and then as we continue into verse 40, 41 this morning, um, it reads as follows. If anyone forces you to go one mile, go with him too. Um, and potentially we haven't heard this before, um, but I want to, I want to kind of give you an explanation as to what this was. The, in, in the Jewish, in the Jewish community of the day when Jesus was, was living, he, the, the Romans were over the Jews. Um, you see that because Pilate ends up ends up sending Christ to the cross, um, and and so the, the 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 Romans are over the Jews, and and the Romans passed this law or they had this decree um, that said that if a, that if a Roman soldier decided that he didn't want to carry his pack, he could have the Jewish man 
carry this pack for one mile. Um, it is actually, I was doing the research, um, um, but the, it's interesting because the mile is actually driven off of this, off of, is built around this um, Jewish law. Um, it's one million paces is what the, is what the Greek word, the milli, milli um, which we derive the word mile from, is, um, is, is about a thousand paces in the, in the, um, in the day of the um, Romans. So as we continue through this, um, the, the rule was if the Jews had to, they had, they were forced, they had no opportunity to say no to, um, to, 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 to a Roman soldier. So they would carry them. They would carry their tunics and they, they'd count their paces. Whenever they got to the thousandth pace, they turn over, they turn it back to the, the Romans and throw it at their feet. Just, just, to, to, just to do the bare minimum for crap, for, for the Romans. Because I think we can oftentimes think, well, you could, you could probably go the extra mile. Um, why not? You know, why not take the extra step? I want, I want to push the idea. I want to maybe re, revisit the idea, rehash the thought that these, that the Romans of the day were similar to the, the, to, to Hitler's, um, Nazi Germany of the 40s. These weren't people that, oh yeah, they're in charge of us, but they treat us good. We, they respect us. They respect our dignity. These are people that they hated. They, that they, that, remember, these are the same Romans that, that, that came up with the cross. That, and the cross is a, is a great thing for the Christian church, but it's awful. Um, and if you, and if you, um, if you don't believe me, look it up because, um, I was reading, I had the, I had the opportunity, and this is a side note, but I had the opportunity to listen to The Case for Christ by Lee Strobel. That hit the, the explanation of the cross in, in that book. It makes, it makes me kind of think, um, like, why do we have this as like our, as our number one, um, significance or our number one thing? So these weren't people. The Roman people were not people that you just had lunch with. They were, they were your enemies and they were in your land. Um, and so, so we've got to recognize that. Um, but, but Christ tells his people to go an extra mile for the honor of him. So this is a thing. So, so picture this once again. I know I've gone over it once, but picture this. You're, you're walking home from work. Um, you just got, just got your paycheck and you're going home to your family. Um, your wife's making your favorite, your favorite meal and your kids are, kids are home from school and you want to hang out with them um, this evening and the Roman walks up to you and says, hey, carry my bag. Carry my bag. And let's, and let's, and let's, be, let's be clear about this. The bags, weren't, the bags weren't just a duffel bag. They were nearly 100 pounds according to the research. They weren't light, they weren't light packing this. Um, and, and remember, these, the Jews at the time were doing, forced, were doing labor, um, all day long labor, blue collar type of job. So they would have been tired if, and if we're going to go through this example. So he, he puts the pack at his feet, and he and and he lights up, and you and you get mad because he's like, well, I want to go home, spend time with my family. Um, so he carries it the one mile, and then he goes home. But what if what if he takes it too? You gain you gain your dignity you gain your dignity back if you say, you know what, I'm going to take it two miles. 
Because I, because you aren't, you aren't, you aren't rolled over me. Christ is. Christ, Christ, you have the opportunity in these situations, um, in your life to, to really, to really share Christ. Um, and number, and the last of, and the last of which as we continue this morning, um, lending to a brother, lending to a neighbor. Um, this wasn't, this wasn't your bank that, um, lends you, gets you a car loan and you get 30, 30% interest. This was, this was your, this was you lent your brother a hundred bucks and you didn't, and you, you, you got it back, but you didn't get interest. So there was no, in the law of the day, in the Jewish law, you had no control over that, um, over your, or you had no right as a Jewish individual to, to loan at, loan your fellow Jew at interest. It was against the rules, and it still is, according to, um, according to the sources that I was reading. Um, but it was, it was, it was something that you had, that you were gonna lose an opportunity for. You were gonna lose an, an opportunity to invest into your business or your life or your livelihood. Yeah, but you rent, but you lent this money to an individual that was in need, um, with no, with no, um, with no coming back to you, with no income coming back to you. And I think that shows love. Like that, that's a that's a great picture of love. I think that's the definition of love. And so, in being in loving your brother, um, helps helps this idea because we have the opportunity in a situation where we have no choice, we're forced. We are forced. The four of these, the four situations that we read, that we've gone over today, um, are are like this. You, you you do not resist an evil person. You don't. When you start a conversation with somebody, they come to you, not you, not you to them. So you are the one that is that is coming that is in the situation to no fault of your own. Um, someone wants to wants to sue you. They they are doing that to you. You aren't doing that to them. They want someone, the Roman soldier forces you to go a mile, forces you. You don't, you aren't saying, they don't ask you, they force you. Um, and then someone wants to, wants to take, wants to, want, needs your money because they're in a situation, in a, in a poor situation. You are, you are not given this situation. You are not, you are not, you do not walk into those opportunities. You don't say, okay, you know, it's not, you do not join the business agreement. They come to you. Something that happens to you. So how do you respond? How do you do your do you retaliate? Do you do you attack? Um, not. And I think I think that's what it comes down to. If you if you're unwilling, um, if you're unwilling to do that, if you're in a situation where that's that's not ideal, like because these are things that are forced on you. Um, but we have an opportunity as Christians. We have an opportunity whenever we walk into a situation that we don't want to be in. Whether it's the fine, whether it's the um, whether it's the uncle, that, or whether it's the brother that needs money, whether it's the um, person that's making you pay your taxes, um, making you do these things that you don't want to do. How do we have an opportunity in our lives? How do we respond to that opportunity? Tough and unfair. The key principle for this morning is this. Tough and unfair circumstances are prime chances to represent Christ. We we are given an opportunity, whether it be good or bad. I think oftentimes, you know what? I'd love, I'd love to preach, I'd love to share, I'd love to do this. But what happens whenever somebody? How do you how do you respond to an individual that isn't that isn't loving, that isn't that isn't that isn't 
is coming to you in a negative standpoint. Like I run, I run a small um, lawn care business in, Se- in Seaburn, and it's I have this one I have this one customer, and it's the ideal customer because she pays she pays she gives me the bill I never see her I've seen her twice in, in two years. Um, she pays the bill I take the money we mow our grass it's sweet but but how do I how do I as an individual deal with those people that aren't aren't that way come to you with complaints come to you with problems come to you with Hey, I need this, or hey, you you did that, or hey, you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do. How do I treat my How do I treat your people in your life that are less than ideal? Um, we we must be willing. Sub principle, sub principle. I had this morning. We must be willing to substitute to honor God and substitute of ourselves. The honor that we see must be God God's alone. Um, if we if we focus on ourselves. Then that's a that's a that's a that's a and this, uh, as the youngest guy as the youngest guy I I have a problem almost have a have a fear to say this but it's it's going it's going to lead us um or it's going to lead me down the down a path I really don't want to be at um where where I'm in a situation where bringing honor to myself that's a that's a losing game um and that's 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 spoken from from the youngest guy here. Um, but another sub principle we have a joy a joyful response to forced things that are forced on us in life um, things that are that are injured that are, that don't make us want to do it a, a joyous response to conflict with others can be trans or transformable um, we have the opportunity to change people's lives in these situations where we don't really want to be there we have an opportunity whenever an individual wrongs us and they know it, there's, and, and it will happen. It's going to be here. We're going to have situations where people wrong us and we know and they know it. What is our response? How does our response push towards um, help, the, help, help, help fire the Christ? Because we're, we're given two opportunities. We're given the good ones, the ones that feel good, the, whole, the, the pay for the lady behind you at, um, at, in the drive-thru. And then you're put in situations where the other person just plain out dislikes you or hates you. And both of those are prime opportunities. You know, I have the opportunity to share. I have the opportunity to share. Because when someone wrongs you, the least, the, what, do they, what do they expect your response to be? They expect, like my brother, that I'm going to slap you in the face. But the, well, we have this opportunity. We have this opportunity every single day whenever we're in these situations that are less than ideal. To say, you know what? Christ is more important. I have the opportunity to share with you. I have the opportunity to say, you know what? I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna slap you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be nice to you. I'm gonna honor you because, because you're God's creation. Um, even when you are honoring me, um, a, a Christian's response to the fallen world can be the stepping stone for, for the, for the future believers. My, Pastor Michael, um, Share with me. We were talking about we were talking about um, sharing the gospel and teaching the gospel um, and how that would work. And he, and I was kind of kind of in a situation like, yeah, no one's really going to believe me. I'm just just a kid, just still young. No one's ever going to listen to what I have to say. Um, but he said, remember the the people that are going to go to Bible school like you did five years ago didn't didn't proclaim Christ. And and I, and I thought about my own life, and that was that was the case. I was a missionary kid, but I wasn't. 
I wasn't living it for Christ. Um, so the people that you're that you're interacting with, that you just think, um, you know what? There's no way. There's no way that this person's actually going to change. In five years, you don't know where you don't know where that that simple thing of of blessing them, of helping them, of going the extra mile whenever it wasn't necessarily required of you, that could that could change. Um, all of these situ- all of these circumstances that we went over today are circumstances that you are put in, you aren't, you don't go into. So we have the opportunity as um to take to take Jesus' message serious. I think I think an interesting part, and I don't even have this in my notes, but I was praying about it yesterday when I was driving up here. Was this? Does Jesus? What does Jesus? What happens back to the cross? Um, but what happens when Jesus is being is horrible, is having abuses hurled at him, being being yelled at, being called all sorts of names, and they weren't just you're ugly and fat. They're, they were worse things. They were these were these were these were terrible things that were being said to him. But what's his response? Does he does he yell back? Does he have the power to do that? Yeah, he could. Like, like oftentimes, um, oftentimes I think of the, the scene where I think it's the Roman the Romans tell the Roman soldiers tell him if you're if you're God then take yourself down from here. What's he saying? He doesn't say, you know what? I'm just gonna do that. Bang! Like, because he has the power as an almighty as an all powerful son of God. He has the ability to. John one says that he created the world and everything that he. Nothing that he created, um, everything that was created, he created. Um, so he has the power, but what does Jesus, Jesus respond? And we don't even have to be, um, oftentimes we'll use, or I will at least, speaking for myself, we'll use Christ and we'll say, you know what, Jesus, Jesus did that, but there's no way I could. I think we can look at, I think at Stephen, the stoning of Stephen tells, tells a different story. You know, Stephen stands there as he's preaching the gospel. He's teaching just like I am. And, he, and he's throwing, and they're throwing rocks at him. I'll be honest with you guys. If you picked up rocks right now, I'd have a hard time being not running out that door and leaving. But you know what I mean? From a standpoint of like Christ, Christ is, Christ is, the, is the important part. I'm not. Um, so we have the opportunity when, being, when, when we're cut off in traffic, when we're, when we're insulted at work, when we're yelled at by the boss, when we're yelled at by... Um, by family members to show Christ in that moment. Um, we we are the light of the world. That can affect gravely when we have when we're in circumstances that aren't ideal. Um, retaliate revenge is not ours. It's it's the Lord's. And we can and we can and we can rest in that and those sins of men will come about. We'll, we'll be will be dealt with and it's not going to be dealt with by us. But it's going to be dealt with by our heavenly Father. Um, so, so as the light of the world, we're being watched. It's it's true. You you proclaim you proclaim Christ. You share Christ. And people are going to see your response to how you work, how you how you how you respond to bad situations. So I do. I'll give you a, give you this as a challenge. The Holy Spirit sets you in a situation. Where people see you, people recognize that you 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 represent Christ or you proclaim Christ. So how does that affect your results? How does that affect your response? Um, 
We have the opportunity to grow the kingdom. We are we are broken men, sinful sinful as all get out. But how do we, um, how do we represent Christ? It's not a burden, but we're blessed. We're blessed to be able to represent Christ. Why would I think about it often? Why would Christ set put put himself put a spirit in me um, to to live eternal to have eternal life? Like I'm I'm not great. I'm not that great, but we are. Nonetheless, he he works through broken people. Um, so I, for one, am willing to admit and willing to be used by Christ to speak to y'all this morning. Like once again, to be quite frank, I'm the youngest guy, and I and the funny thing is, typically when I speak, I am the youngest person there. But um, but an interesting, but I just think if then we have to recognize the fact that we are being watched, and we have the opportunity to share Christ in the good, the bad. And the ugly. Would you bear with me? Lord, I thank you for this opportunity, Lord. I thank you for the situations that you put us in on a week-to-week basis, Lord. Um, on how we speak to our brothers, how we speak to our enemies, how we speak to our friends. Um, Lord, I thank you for this opportunity to share and teach your word, Lord. I thank, thank you for the guidance that you've given me. And I pray for all those who attend this morning. In his name, amen.